0: to our New Chapel podcast. We're for people to connect with God and be raised to new life in Christ. Be sure to connect with us at newchapel.com and on social media to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel.
1: Good morning, church. How's everybody doing? (laughs) Hey, so good to be back. Uh, If you're new, my name is Joe Bevilacqua. I'm the lead pastor here at church. And excited that you're here. Uh, I do want to say for those of you that have been trekking with our story, we've been gone for two Sundays. Uh, It was about two and a half, almost three weeks gone on mission, and it is so good to be back in the United States. I kissed the ground, but we were in Chicago, and you know. uh, But uh, all things being equal, I'm back, back in the saddle, getting ready for Easter. God's on the move, everybody. Amen? Yeah. And, uh, and excited about today. Today, we're going to be able to give you a little bit of an essence for the trip that we took, some of the work that we were able to accomplish on mission for God. Because, you know, as a church, we have really endeavored to be a people that we don't take mission trips. We're on mission. So we might go on a trip, but we're just taking that same mission that we would do at Myers and go on a trip. Make sense, everybody? Like, we might leverage an opportunity to invite people to an Easter service, but we're not inviting people to an event. You see what I mean, everybody? It's different. And we've been in a season over the past several weeks, uh, really about the mission of God, starting with Missio Day, talking about God's mission and how it penetrates not just the clergy, the men of the cloth, but it, it penetrates every Christian. That we're all called to be on mission. Amen? And in this series that Kaya started last week... Here am I, Lord, send me. We find ourselves being people put at a crossroads. You know that you're called to be on mission, now what are you going to do about it? Can I say before I move on, Kaya, you did an incredible job last week. Wow. Amazing, amazing to be in this family. Uh, the Bible says this in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6. Uh, Isaiah is praying, and he's overhearing a conversation in heaven. It's very, very interesting. And God is saying, who shall we send? Who will go for us? Now, uh, those of you that are parents in the room, you know what this is like. You're like, who will help me set up the table for dinner? I wonder if I have anybody that will help me vacuum, you know? I have younger kids, and it's, uh, it's a delicate way of hinting. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, you're sitting next to your kids. I got you. Um, and so God is saying, whom shall we send? Who will go for us? And, and, and Isaiah is the only prophet of God in all of the scripture. He's a major prophet, but he has no formal calling into ministry. He literally overhears a conversation in heaven. And this is what he says, here am I, send me. And here's what God says immediately. He says, go and tell these people. That's the response from heaven. Heaven is constantly looking for people who are willing to go and and it's and god is looking for the response of like here am i i'm not too busy for you god you're not interrupting my plans i can live this life out with you we can do it together it's not separation it's integration i'm going to be a person who's on mission amen church now we took this missions trip and traveled to the country of pakistan It's the only Islamic republic in the world. There are other caliphates, but this is really the only true country that was founded on Islam. It it happened uh, to be that they were part of British India, and they separated. It was an awful division, uh, pretty ineffective, hurt a lot of people. And uh, when I was there in Pakistan, you can see the remnants of British rule. They have these beautiful buildings that were left behind. But uh, Islam had thrown them into the Bronze Age, and it was so difficult to see these capable and intelligent people that were rendered to a spot where they just couldn't take ground in their own life. Their government is absolutely evil and corrupt. It keeps the literacy rate as low as possible. I think 47% can actually read in the country. And you can imagine, that, that, that renders you in power for a long time. And so it was an eye-opening experience. Uh, I want to share, if you'd let me, uh, a, little, a little flavor of one of the larger meetings that we had. Uh, there was about five to 7,000 people at this crusade. I want to show this to you, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the stories. Go ahead and show that video, guys. Church, will you honor God for all that he did in Pakistan? Wow. Louder than that. God is on the move. Wow. So it's, it's so hard to convey everything that happened. I, I uh, did our best with getting a video together to try to convey some of it, but uh, it, was, it was a journey. It was a real trip. And uh, I always had a chip on my shoulder uh, about missions. You know, I, I went to a church. I was a Baptist when I was growing up, and how many of y'all went to that denominational church? that had a cork board in the back with the missionaries pinned up. Anybody? Just me. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be the missionaries, have a picture of the family, and it'd say, you know, pray for us, and then it'd give you that address where they want you to send that prayer. And, and uh, you know, I, I loved missions and was enamored with it, really. And I believe in missions. In fact, something that I don't even think I've ever shared with you, but at Northland, when they were preaching about giving your life to Christ, giving it into the ministry, it was a message on missions that night. And, and that was the night I accepted my call into ministry. And so I held missions very high. But in Bible school, I saw that diminished by people that wanted to float an American lifestyle overseas. I became really defensive of like, well, I'm a missionary in Grand Rapids, and I believe that, always have. But when my father-in-law would take a trip, I was always very interested. And he did that when he was a vocational pastor. But two years ago, as you know, he went out and started The Pastor's Friend and really started to zero in on Pakistan I became enamored with his trips and uh, asked him two years ago at New Year's Eve, like, hey, you got to take me along. And he's like, okay, kind of embashing missions like forever. And so it took a whole nother year. This uh, uh, New Year's Eve, I said, you got to bring me along. And we were able to plan something. And, uh, and lo and behold, I went with you to the, to the it was better than you thought. I think. I hope. (laughs) I thought it was going to be great. (laughs) So it was better than I thought.
0: So before I say anything more, I just want to take a minute and say thank you. Um, You know, through your giving, through your support, we're able to do this. And I know it it looks glamorous on the screen and all cool and all that. And and it is not. (laughs) But we can't go without... You, you, you were with us. I mean, yeah. so many of you were praying for us, and I heard even people saying today, I, I prayed for you every day, yeah. and uh, you mm, have so no, well. I, I don't know what that feels like when you do that, but I know what it feels like when you do that. Yeah. I really do, and so thank you for all of that. Thank you for caring. Thank you, you know, some of you have friended me on Facebook, and I know you know, that's like, oh, you just do that. No, to me, it means a lot. I, I take it serious when you, you say, hey, I want to be your friend, and, you know, I want to know what's going on. So I just want to thank you guys. Thanks so much. Give yourselves a yeah, hand. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Thanks. Praise God. Can't, can't happen without you. Yeah. So, you know, two years ago, I, I was doing um, pastor conferences in India, and the Lord directed me over to Pakistan, and, you know, and it... When Pastor Joe, two years ago, said, hey, I want to go with you. I mean, that's a scary thing for me because it's like, uh, he, he, has a, he, he, he has a touch of OCD, I think it's called, or something like CDO's that, yeah. or that. CDO is fine, yeah. Whatever that is. Alphabetical or, order, CDO, you know, yeah. Um, some other weird stuff that, <laughs> that you guys don't really know about that, Fortitude. I, that I do know about, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, do you have any idea? What it's like there, you know, I somehow I obtained the ability to shut my brain off at times. And because it's
1: a different world,
0: it's a whole nother world, you know, and but I I've been so excited the last few years, two years, two and a half, actually now almost, but to be making a difference because that's really I don't want to do it. I'll stop today if I'm not going to make a difference, if 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 we're not, I mean, And so it's my heart, and uh, thank you again for really, you know, you say, well, you didn't have a choice on whether Pastor Joe went or not, and actually you did, because a pastor does listen, the pastor listens to his family, you know, a a husband listens to his wife, a pastor listens to his family, and if he started hearing, no, it's not going to go, not going to go, he'd have to think twice, But, but you guys as a church... Got behind him and said, "We're excited to let you go." And I'll tell you, it made a big difference on the work that that's taking place in Pakistan. The you know what he brought uh, to the team there is making a big difference. It's like you know one guy goes, but then when two guys go, it's it just multiplies it. It 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 enhances the work. And Pastor Joel was really a, a huge blessing. Uh, to me, there and to the pastors there. We'll tell you a little bit more about that, but I just want to say thanks so much. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Well, we
1: had a riot, and I think that you have to go into it all with the right mentality. I had watched a lot of YouTube videos to try to wrap my mind around the culture, and that will do a lot, but uh, you're, you're not fully prepared. I thought, like, you know, the street carts on the street with you buying stuff is very charming until you find out they live there. That it's a it's a flatbed little wood trailer with wood wheels, and it's carried by a a donkey and uh, yeah, nice donkey. We we kept on saying that, and uh, and and the kids are sleeping on that flatbed. You see, like so, it's you're not prepared in in so many ways, and uh, it's it's more difficult in some ways, and then it's easier than I expected in others. And I think the thing that made it easy that there was a grace on all of it was the fact that I was in love with those people. And I knew that if they just uh, were given the chance that I was given, that they're hungry, that they would want a better life, a better family. And, and it's not really just even about the here and now. It's about eternity. And, and so giving them Jesus, it changes their, their destiny, but it changes their here and now. And so I was in love with those people. Uh, it's in the book of Acts chapter 18. Actually, it's when Pastor Gabe George was preaching this. At New Chapel, that that God has people in that city, and that whole chapter had prophetic uh, insight for this trip for me. It's what God gave me. So every place that I would go, uh, these are my people, and I think without fear of contradiction, that's how I felt, and I said it. And I mean, if there was a mom that had a baby, I would just you know chuck it up to a language barrier, like I'm grabbing your kid, whether you wanted me to or not. And, and I'm holding them, and I'm loving them. And I can't hold Aurelio and Jack and Frank and Vera, but I can hold these children. And uh, they were kind of trying to get them away. I'm like, forbid not the little ones to come unto me. You know what I'm talking about, everybody? And, <laughs> and, and I'm loving them. And, and it was just that people connection was delightful because the truth is those people are wonderful. If they had a different government, if they had the truth of God's word, everything would be different.
0: Yeah, yeah and I mean, that's... That's the thing that changes people, you know the word of god yep. um, and the, it's it's not the the workers are the only thing that's few. The harvest is ready, yeah, I mean I look at Pakistan you know some people ask me why Pakistan, and so I referred to this if if you were going to go fishing and you you had two lakes to choose from. Are you going to go to the lake that only has a couple of fish? Or are you going to go to a lake that is full of fish? And that really made it easy to, to pick Pakistan because it's like there's so many people that need to hear the truth. You know, the good news that we have peace with God. And I think that was, you know, everywhere we went. It was like, man, we're just bringing peace there, yeah, uh, helping them to find it, you know, in a, in a place where there just
1: isn't peace. I, that blew my mind because they're in the Bronze Age. I mean, we're talking about Aladdin. It's the city of Agrabah, okay? We trekking like it's bricks are like ritzy, mud houses are the norm. In fact, one of the villages that we went into to go preach at Bishop's Church um, I I came into it, and I thought, oh, this is a cute little village, and they have this little water feature going down, cascading. It's so cute. Yeah, I didn't see that the same way. (laughs) (laughs) He saw it for the first (laughs) time. This was my sixth time seeing that. It's an open sewer, and it goes in front of their houses, and so they'll build these little, you know, how they negotiate their way into the house. But basically, you step over, and it's floating right down there. Like, there's, there's nothing left of the imagination to get into their house. And so... Um, someone who we were with was kind of uh, mocking the way that these people were living because many of them don't have, um, they don't have roofs on their house, you know, and uh, and so they were cooking outside, and they use uh, water buffalo dung mixed with hay as a fire starter, and uh, and we were admiring their craftiness with it, and somebody shade on it, and I said, no, listen to me, it is an honor to be welcomed into their house. These are believers, and we are a kingdom of servants, and, and great will be their reward because they don't have the luxuries that we have, and, and uh, anyway, I, I, I think of myself as a fairly emotionally intelligent person, but I was like messed up uh, every day. Um, you know, you hear that from people that go on a missions trip, and I just think, what a shallow person, you know, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you go and you see what you oh, see, you know, man.
0: even though I've been there multiple times, don't think for a minute that I'm calloused to it because I'm not. No. Uh, I refuse to be that way. And but you easily could. You know, you and I had to hug it out several it, times. It could just become, oh, yeah, that's just the way it is. But I'm telling you, the reason I'm going there, because it's not going to stay that way. I, that's it. I, that's I, it. You know, Amen. we we. we are going to make a difference. We are making a difference, and sometimes I feel like you know, it's just that drop in the bucket. It just seems like there's so many people, and it's like, we're, I feel like at times I'm just doing such a little thing. But you know, even that drop in the bucket, if you keep dropping, that bucket's going to fill up. And yeah. That's what I see uh, for Pakistan. It is changing. We've already changed hundreds of pastors' uh, mentality and their thought process, and you know, and that takes time to. I mean, look at how long it's taken you to change your mind, you know, and and when they're living in those circumstances, man, they're just trapped in their minds. And so we're busting them loose from that. And, you know, uh, we go there and a lot of times they think, well, we're bringing American culture that's, you know, to to make their life better in American culture. I'm telling you, isn't what's going to make their life better. That's right. You know, we're not going there because we're Americans. We're going there because we're ambassadors to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! You know Hallelujah. that's that's the only reason. That's why we're going. We're ambassadors when when we wherever we are, and that's here in Alpine Township or wherever I think that's Alpine, whatever we are. Uh, <laughs> Right on the edge, and on the edge. Wherever you are, you're an ambassador to the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so where we go, we bring the kingdom principles, not American principles. Yeah. Because American principles, uh, they look better than Pakistan principles, but they're not because right. they're not kingdom promises. Yeah. So we stand on the kingdom promises, and that's what we're bringing. So to change their mentality, to go, this is kingdom mind. Yeah. And so. so That's what we're about. We're bringing the kingdom of God and those principles to Pakistan and changing the way people think.
1: Yeah. There's just a disconnect. And one time uh, we had uh, a situation that was presented before us, and uh, I was like, well, let's go and talk to the person. Let's, Let's make sure we make it right and talk it out. And uh, they're like, oh, no, 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 We're, the Pakistan culture, we kind of just let it go. And maybe in your next trip you could do it. We're not like America. And I said, well, I'm not like America in that way either. America's awful with that. They think time is a healer. Time exploits problems. And I said, we need to go and deal with this head on because that's the kingdom of God. That's, it matters. It matter. So you're strengthening believers and you're winning the loss. And that's actually what God spoke to me about Acts 18. You're, you're oscillating between the two. Uh, One thing we didn't mention first service that I think bears mentioning is, have you ever done a baptism under like machine gun protection before? I actually have. It was wonderful (laughs) for me. Um, We baptized about nine people in this uh, gated oasis uh, thing in the middle of a farm. All right. It used to be a swimming pool. It's
0: no longer a swimming pool. It's like a muddy thing on the bottom. And then they have a big tube that shoots water into it. Yeah. That's what it was.
1: But there's a guy on a garrison. And I like that guy, by the way. Yeah. I got a lot of pictures with him and the machine gun. I thought it was just delightful to take yeah, pictures with him. Yeah, and when I was, weapons.
0: I was holding on the machine gun, and I, I, always have been trained that when I hold a gun, I check to see if it's loaded. So I went, to, I pulled the the back, the slide back, to see if it was loaded. He about come unglued because he thought I was racking one in. He he grabbed it away from
1: me. I said, I'm just checking to see if it's loaded. He done thought he was in (laughs) the Taliban. Oh, man. But it was, you know, I felt safer with those guys around. But that's the type of persecution that that church faces. The church in Pakistan. I'm not talking about that church, the church. And so they have to have machine guns outside their Christian church services. Like, take that in. That's where they're at, where they suffer persecution, where, you know, there's men of God. And if, if some Muslim young boy likes your daughter and she's not apt to go with him, they'll put acid on your daughter's face. Well, then you've got to go up and stand in front of a room full of people that next Sunday and preach again. That's persecution, where they kill people. I mean, what do you say, Twenty, twenty-five 25 uh, a year would uh, be sentenced for blasphemy laws. That is when you say something disparageable about that demon god Allah. I mean, a th- uh, Yeah, and not so, getting into
0: that, but I mean, a 1,000... A thousand uh, Christian girls every year are raped and killed every year
1: that 's where this is because they
0: 're Christian and so you know that's we're going in there and're we're, we're, the nice thing is we 're not just working with the christians we 're working with the Muslims. The Lord has just opened up uh, just some some areas that I never thought I would step into you know uh, to think that I someday am going to be an advisor to the prime minister of Pakistan. I know they said, "Oh, that sounds really important." To me, it just blows my mind because I think that I'm not that, but you know, I mean, I I just think I'm ridiculous all the time. <laughs> that's when when I wake up in the morning, no. I'm just ridiculous. You're awesome, but but that's the Lord is doing that. and He's showing me that that that's where I'm I'm pushing you that direction. And um, to me, it blows my mind and it's exciting and it's. Crazy, but...
1: We did a lot of work in churches. Uh, I think that one of the most rewarding parts for me was being able to take uh, our New Chapel Grow curriculum that we wrote in-house and bringing it to them. That was a pretty That was amazing. Moment.
0: So that was a, just another area where I was so thankful
1: for Pastor Joe. We're sitting around
0: a table with some pastors, and he breaks out the New Chapel Grow And I'm telling you, okay, so just to give you an idea, these pastors, the 150 pastors helped put on that crusade. I mean, so those are pastors that we're connected with, that that we're teaching and that we're training. And so, but they don't get paid for being pastors. Most of them do not. Most of them are working 10 and 12 hours a day. Hard labor. Hard jobs. Mm -hmm. Yet they love God and they pastor, but they have so little training and... So Pastor Joe's breaking out basics. Basics. And these pastors are coming unglued. It's like bombs are going off in their head <laughs> like I, I never is that in the Bible? I well, never knew the that. the first is- page
1: of New Chapel Grow, we're talking about the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's a little graphic on there. This pastor has been senior pastoring for like 14, 15 years and he's like, "Can I take a picture of that with my phone?" The Trinity. That's where we're at. They're like blown away that they can see. I understand the Trinity after 15 years of senior pastoring. So the neat thing about that. So um, yesterday,
0: yesterday, uh, New Chapel Grow actually started in Pakistan with a a video meeting. And so uh, next Saturday, next Saturday, it continues. The Saturday after that, the Saturday after that, right in my living room, teaching New Chapel Grow in Pakistan it's massive so, uh, it's massive you know and besides that okay so pastor joe ended up giving the pdf to the pastor sent it to him within an hour 50 pastors had that because you said something hey did uh you can send that out he says i already started yeah i already started right away. I, right he's away.
1: sending it out and then uh I, I think within know. 24 hours, there was like 150, 150 pastors had that had this PDF. because they're salivating over the word. They've never had to explain to them. Some of these guys have a couple pages that they get, and they're like, look, a cross happened. Jesus died on it. He's the way. Get right or get left. I, That's the sermon series they've yeah. been in for the last 15 years. I mean, they're years. still
0: trying to slap the devil out of people. <laughs>
1: Which is funny, but I mean, not. <laughs> Thank you for laughing, He'd but it's have to true. Be there. It's like um, ridiculous. <laughs> they need training. And so, to, to give you an idea, if somebody is possessed by the devil, you go up, and, and I don't know why there's this big old long exorcist. There's a sequel coming out for exorcist. The the charismatic exorcist is a short movie. It's five minutes. I walk into the room and say, shut up and come out in Jesus name. Credits. You know what I'm saying? Most of the movie is me walking into the room. Yeah. uh, Tell them about the lady. So I saw this coming, but Pastor Joe turned his head and I'm like, oh, there she goes. So uh, we're praying for people in this village and uh, a lady comes in and there's so many people coming at you that you're kind of like shaking hands and talking and finishing conversations. So she walks in, and I just take her hand like this, and she yeah. puts it in my, like that, and she goes, whoop, boom, like that. I don't even believe in falling out. And, like, she was on the ground. I was like, well, how about that? You yeah, know? she fell because she hit her head, too. But <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody grab her. It's hard to pick somebody up when you're laughing. but. Um. <laughs> Uh, She was healed of that, by the way, and uh, she was freed from that demon. And we saw things like that all the time. The big crusade, you had that and some other. I mean, we prayed for hundreds
0: of people. First, we prayed for the whole group. I have people raise their hand if they have sickness, disease, pain, all that, and have them. When I pray for the whole group, I guess I scream at the whole group and um, pray pray for them. But then I thought, I'm going to sit down on the edge of the stage there, and then the mob shows up and they're just, it's kind
1: of cool or weird or bad, but you feel like Jesus because people are just scratching to get to you. And when I'm we like, were walking in, literally, yeah. it was we got separated twice. So finally, we held each other's arms like, don't let go. <laughs> and I, I looked over and I yelled because you can't hear anything. They play everything at volume 300. And so I'm yelling like... And the mobs thronged him. And he's like, yeah! You know, like we're finally understanding the word It in took way. us 25
0: minutes to get into the crusade. It was, there was so many. And there's dudes dancing like. That was a lot. Oh, my God. It was awesome. <laughs> but it, it was just, it was chaotic. So you're praying, wild. I'm sorry. But so I'm praying and Pastor Joe's over there praying and I'm here praying. And uh, so I'm praying, praying, praying just quick. There's. Thousands of people want prayer, so you just pray quick blessing, blessing, blessing. And then they bring up the lady, she says, She's got a demon. I'm like, I've heard that before, you know. Sometimes people say that, you know, there's, it don't feel good or something. So I go, She's got a demon, so I go to pray. She goes, Aah! I'm like, Oh, she does. <laughs> it's like, pretty, uh, I was like, <laughs> So I just prayed, cast the devil out of her. But I was holding on her head, and she started fighting a little bit. I I was gentle, but I didn't want to let go. So I ended up laying down on the stage because she ended up trying to take off, and I wasn't going to let her go. So I prayed, and I I spoke blessing to her, and she got set free. And then a mom ended up sitting next to me with her her blind son. She says, can you pray for him? I said, what's wrong with him? He's blind. So I prayed for him. And it's like, I just want to give you guys this. I don't know what you think I feel like when I'm praying, but I'll tell you what I feel like. I was hungry. <laughs> not I'm not hungry for God, even though I am a hungry. I was hungry. I, I think I had a little bit of a headache because of the bouncy ride over and all the chaotic stuff. I didn't feel powerful. I didn't. I, it wasn't like, you know, I don't know, when Superman takes off his, and then he's got a big old. You go, oh, yeah, I feel amazing. I'm so awesome. And it's like, no, you feel tired and sweaty and you know, it's uncomfortable. But when you pray, you pray the word of God because God watches over his word yeah. to perform it. Yeah, and yeah. so you stand on that. So I'm just telling you, I don't care if your kids are sick and you don't feel, if you got a sore I think I even had a little bit of a sore throat. Like, I don't It sounded that. like
1: I gargled gravel when I woke up that morning. But
0: I, I laid hands on him and I said, In the name of Jesus, be healed according to the word of God, that by the stripes of Jesus you're healed and you're redeemed from this curse. I cast this curse off of you. And, I, you know, we say, Amen. How are you? I can see, he says. I can see. He, he was, That's where we're at, he was everybody. He looking over the, over the crowd. That's it. And, you know, if you, had, if you had time, you'd probably sit there and cry with him. But yeah. there's a 1,000 people
1: pulling on you saying, yeah. we
0: want blessing, we want blessing. The
1: rapid-fire nature took me off guard, you know, because I am, uh, if you know anything about me, I'm not returning your phone call, okay? Start there. But if you have me in front of you... Call me, I will. I'll, you... <laughs> Yes. We were fire and ice there. It was beautiful. And so, uh, but if you're in front of me, I'll talk your ear off until we're on the porch swinging and the wee hours. Like, I'm with you if I'm in front of you. And so I'm trying to spend time with people. You can't. There's just, there's not time in the day. And they're trying to get me off the stage because our permit had run out. Pastor didn't get to even preach all of his message. I got off stage at 11.40 p.m. And so, uh, but uh, a guy came up and he was uh, brought up by three brothers and they're restraining him. And I thought he might have like cerebral palsy or something and they wanted me to pray for him and I'd be happy to. And so I said, In the name of Jesus. And he goes, Ah! I'm telling you right now. I <laughs> don't see that's funny stuff, ain't it? I mean, like, <laughs> if you didn't believe in the rapture before, you believe it after that because I left for a quick second. <laughs> uh, get back, get back, okay. This is where we're at. Okay. And so, uh, and so I'm, I'm in it, right? And I'm like, come out in the name of Jesus. Now, his eyes look golden. And he was fierce and angry looking and just vicious. And they're holding him back. But at the same time, he doesn't have all of his faculties. And every time I'd say, in the name of Jesus, come out, it would go from fierce to these, these big puppy dog eyes, but afraid. And I did this three, four times. Finally, my interpreter came over and said, what is he saying? And the man is saying, I don't want to come out. And I looked at him and said, I didn't ask you. And all of a sudden, he starts doing all these fireworks. And then uh, something you warned me about, he acted like he was sleeping. I come come out in the name of Jesus. It's funny. In fact, when you start praying for people that have the devil, all of a sudden they go, the demon sleeping like, trick. This is, to me, I laugh. But I, this is ridiculous. Now, here's what you have to know. Demons are ancient. They know all languages. And so I just looked at him. I said, I know you understand me. You're not sleeping. Eyes go, boom, right into yours, and you're back in the game. And so I cast the devil out. There's relief, but then he starts writhing in pain again like he has a devil. And, and that's not how it works. You cast the devil out, the devil goes, right. the authority of Jesus. God gives me a picture, and this is how it's working, I don't know for you, but for me, in rapid succession, I get these images, and it was of Disney's Peter Pan when he was losing his shadow, and he's grabbing for the shadow. And what would have taken 10 minutes to explain, God shows me a picture, and I'm like, got it. This dude wants it. And I, and, and I said, ask him what the deal is. Why does he want to hold on to it? Because I keep casting out, and he has relief. Why is he holding on to it? And the man said, a man sent me here to disrupt this meeting, And if I go back without the demon, he'll beat me with rods. I said, son, I'm holding him like a father. I said, I can put a blessing on you that no hex of the devil could ever come near. Please let go of this. And we went through a couple more times. I said, I'm not going to fight with you all night. And that's a lesson. If the devil can't get you being wild, he'll distract you. And I'm not going to let this guy take the cake. He wants the demon. You can keep him. I've got other people that want to be free. And several other people were free that night and healed that night. Dozens of people, hundreds of salvations, and multitudes of people were healed and delivered from demonic forces. Can we give God praise for that? Now, let me say that when we're praying for this guy, it's not that I didn't care. I told his brother, I said, you go pray for him. It was good that you brought him, but he has a vote in this. The last night we were at a brickyard crusade, it had been a week since I last saw this guy, and I'd been praying for him every day. It was very unsettling that I had to leave. In fact, I remember talking to you. I was like, should I have cast the demon into the swine or something like Jesus? Like, I was literally trying. But God didn't tell me to do that. You, and you have to do the things you see God, right. it, those moments or anyway. And so uh, he was, his brothers were there. And I, I, after the crusade, I said, where's your brother, the one that you brought up? He said, well, he's right down the way. Do you want us to get him? Yes, go get him. So the, the guy comes up, and he's a little bit more calm. And I say, what's the deal? He says, well, it's been a lot better recently. I said, no, son, listen to me. You're either alive unto God or you're dead. You're either saved or you're going to hell. You either have a demon or you're free from the demon. These things don't just get better. And I said, do you want to be free? He says, more than anything. And so I said, if you don't replace it, it'll be seven times worse for you. Do you really want to be free? He said, yes. Pastor Joseph, which you should talk about him, was right there. I connected the two. I said, this is your new disciple. Help him or he's going to stumble into this junk because he's afraid. He's full of fear. They're all full of fear there because of that dead religion. So we prayed. The demon came out with ease, and he got connected with his new pastor, and it was beautiful. Tell him about Pastor yeah, Joseph, so, though. Uh, pastor Joseph is one of our newer pastors.
0: Uh, he was a brickyard slave, but pastoring. Explain what that. that is so, so they know. Because they make such a minimal amount of money, and then if they get uh, they get rainy seasons where they ha- if they don't make bricks, they don't get paid, and so they'll borrow money from the brick owner so that they can survive. But what that does that traps them into that job, so they can never leave that job because they always owe a little bit. So it's not like it's not like they're a slave, like a slave slave, but they're a slave to that job. They owe him, and they have to work to pay it off, like and the old so, coal mines, and so that's just how it was but we found out i found out about uh pastor joseph talked to him online and i really felt like the lord for for him that he needs to be full-time uh pastoring so um pastor's friend I, i said we're paying off his debt uh we're gonna help support him and get him out of that i don't want him working at the brickyard anymore he's gonna be working for the pastor's friend so from that point on he he's just been working full time, Pastor.
1: Now friend. check this out. He yeah, praise God, absolutely. So, uh, they're telling Pastor Eric, oh no, it, it's it's way too much money to free him. It's it's insurmountable. You could never do it. And he's like, well, how much? It's twelve hundred dollars, and he's free. That's where we're at, everybody. That's mind blowing. Yeah, and then we
0: negotiated and even got it down lower than that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, And so... um, Businessman. Yeah, (laughs) businessman. Praise God. Throwing money away to Muslims. Shalom. And so uh, while we were in all of this, uh, he had planted three churches but wasn't part of any network. And so I'm happy to say that Pastor Joseph, can we call him uh, Pastor Joe, is now the pastor of three churches that are part of the Pastor's Friend Network and three churches in Pakistan that are now called new chapel pakistan and better than that we planted a church in shakapura a brand new church while we were there there is now new chapel shakapura pakistan that is holding services give god praise for that come on somebody now, as we were engaging in all of this, we were devoted to our work. We were pleased with all of it. There was a grace on it. It was difficult in some ways, but so rewarding. Uh, but we were in Lahore preaching at a church when we heard about some political unrest. Uh, the former prime minister, who is corrupt, uh, was uh, being arrested by the current administration. Also corrupt. One sympathizes. And, um, and so they're trying to... Uh, Uh, create demonstrations the former prime minister basically called on his party which is the largest political party in the world to be a meat shield in front of him and so 20 some people had died by the time that uh, we had to make some decisions and this was brewing we were watching it I remember we prayed like God give us safe passage because they closed down the country they closed down the expressways you can't get anywhere like papers please type situation. And so uh, we had been monitoring it, but it hadn't stopped anything. But things were kind of going toward a head. Uh, We were getting ready for that Brickyard Crusade, and we stopped over at our political contact's uh, business in his office. His name is Sonny. I don't think that's his real name. It's something Urdu, but we don't know how to say it. And so we call him Sonny. Uh, But uh, we're asking him about what he's seeing, what he's hearing, and he was in contact with the special police. In fact, they were contacting him like, hey, and also, the consulate was reaching out to him like, we see your permits. You, you're having these guys go all over the place, and it's dangerous. Not that somebody's going to come after us, per se, but that we would be caught in the crossfires of some demonstration or be caught and, and have to be, uh, uh, miss our flight because the expressways in the country is shut down. You don't dare show your face. The Taliban's down the road from the house that we're staying in. And so, but they like us. I prayed the Can whole time. Can you blame time. them? Can you blame them? No, you can't. But here's the deal. I prayed the whole time. Muslims love me, and I love Muslims. And so those guys didn't even know that they were going to favor me. But uh, Pastor Eric, it, you, know, you had faced a time before where you thought you might have to leave. Right. But with everything that was happening, everyone's talking past each other in the room. And Pastor Eric kind of cut the fog and said, Sonny, what do you think? Are we supposed to get out of here? And Sonny speaks Urdu, but he goes, yes, <laughs> loud in English, and then says some more. And so... Uh, maybe you want to convey a little bit from that.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not about getting killed, you know. I'm not a martyr. I'm an, I'm an evangelist and a missionary, so, you know, you got to listen to common sense. So uh, we, I made a phone call to uh, Davey from my travel agent company, and um, he said, yeah, there's something going on because there's no flights available. It was saturated. And I'm like, so we started, well, where can we go? And it was like we could go to... Uh, Qatar and stay there for a day and then fly home and I was like we're already in the Middle East I'm good you know like (laughs) (laughs) and so it was like and plus the thing that I didn't want to do is stop doing you know I want to keep going you know we've already invested this much into this trip I'm not going somewhere and doing nothing and just sit so is there a place that we could go
1: that we can do something and then Pastor Joe Well, he lists off, like, London, which I'm not down with, and then Paris, and I think they're all very pretentious. And so, but then he says Rome, and that, that, that passage from Acts 18, I have people in that city. Kai and I went to school with a man named Francesco Basili, a pastor in Rome. I had not spoke to him in 14 years. I Facebook called him. It rings twice. He goes... Ciao, ciao, Joe. We're trekking with everything in Pakistan. It looks wonderful. I said, Fra, that's his nickname. It is wonderful, but we have to get out. They're telling us we have to leave, and now we might have a flight opportunity. Now, this is 8 o'clock at night. We have a flight opportunity at 6 o'clock a.m., and they're saying we might have to be in Rome or in Palermo. Can you do anything? He says, Palermo will be difficult, but we can make it happen. Rome's easy. Doesn't matter. Book the flight and let me know what you do. The conversation was not a minute and a half. You hang up. That's the value of your small group. That's the value of godly relationships. You see what I'm saying? So there comes a time where you don't have time to call everybody that you think. You need to make a call and talk to a man or a woman of God and make a decision. So, you know, the thing is, it costs a bunch of money. But you
0: know what? What's money? What is it? It's It's not my money. It's God's money. I'm frugal with it. Yes. But... Yeah, it was, it was, so it, was not even a, it wasn't even a thought. We can go and do work. Yes. Let's do it. I'd rather spend uh, you know, a little bit of extra money, go and do work, than spend extra money and do nothing. So we decided, yeah, it was an easy choice. So we booked a flight. We uh, didn't sleep that night, which was horrible, and got to the airport, which was beautiful
1: because we got through pretty easy. And um, We had to leave at 1 o'clock because we needed the, the cover of darkness. I mean, they, they were going to let you through the security checkpoint. Like, this is where we're at. So we did a three. Oh, Oh, I got to tell them. <laughs> I got to tell them. We booked the flight. I call up your pastor, Brian. I'm like, Pastor Brian, look, you're welcome to the secret club. Do not tell Kaya. This is Saturday. Kaya's preparing to preach the next day. Men, you need to figure out when it's time to talk to your wife and when it's not time to talk to your wife. Amen. That's the last thing she would have needed. And so I said, after she finishes second service, you bring her back there and all the kids together and tell them that we're okay and what happened, and I'll FaceTime them from where we're going and smile and everything. And, and it worked out exactly that way, and we didn't put Kaya through the stress of all of that. She gave you a life-giving message, an incredible message, and, and that's important. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's sorry. all right,
0: because at that point, we were under stress because we didn't know, you know? And yeah. so we, we had a three-hour flight to...
1: Istanbul, Istanbul, and then from there to Rome, Acts 18, do not be afraid, but speak, do not keep silent for I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you for I have many people in that city. When I went to the different cities and villages inside uh, Pakistan, that word was for them. But God put a seed of what was going to happen. There was a second phase to this mission that we didn't know about, but God knew about. And he reminded me that I have people in that city. So three hours after we land in Rome, I am at a stage preaching the gospel with Pastor Eric to the Italian church in Rome.
0: Hallelujah. I mean, we were, we were blessed by being there, but so were they, you know, to have Americans show up and preach, you know, you just get that different message, and I mean, Pastor Joe preached like a monster.
1: Well, I taught like a monster, this guy preaches like a monster, and then I'm looking for pu- fights to pick in every country that we're in, and he's the peacemaker, so we're, it's a cool dichotomy. It really, it really was delightful. I enjoyed myself. Uh, the mission of God is for wherever my feet touch. Another church might send you on a missions trip. I don't want to offer missions trips. I want my church to be on mission. And then we might take a trip. You see what I mean? And another uh, uh, vignette of this, it would have been so demoralizing to come home and having just canceled it. But the city that we were staying in was called Fumicino. I think of Grandville to Grand Rapids, Fumicino to Rome. It is the port city that the Apostle Paul landed in when he spoke to Caesar. And I got to tell you, there was a prophetic echo in our hearts of saying you face a storm, you face hardship, they close doors, the mission doesn't stop. This isn't three strikes and you're out. Throw the pitch again! And we preached. And we ate. I'm plant-based. What a loser, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I ate mussels. Yeah. I ate octopus. Woo! I ate all kinds of different types of fish,
1: and I don't know what else I ate. <laughs> it was scrumptious, and we were suffering okay. for Jesus. But Kaya said this, because we we had given a gift to Francesco Basili because he has a Bible school there. They're sending their students to America, and I got to wrap this up. I'm sorry, but I'm enamored with this. Everybody okay? Can I have five more minutes? Five more minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20, 20. Perfect. Okay, we're good. Um, uh, we were just... We were enamored with his ministry because he started a bible school and when they send students to america uh it takes years of them being here and the transfer rate of coming back isn't good they have to reacclimate to culture there's there's uh, a culture gap there so he started a bible college can i share with him about sure. okay so he invited us to the bible college to pray and which was awesome pastor eric from his ministry pastor's friend gave $10,000 to the Bible school in Rome, an evangelical Bible school. There is no other evangelical Bible school. It's all, as you can understand, Roman church. And so what an honor. I, I know you'd never say it, so I will. Um, but but think of that. That's what we were doing, always on mission. Doesn't matter where you put us. And so that's, that's the crux of this message. I'll give you my little checkpoints, my one, two, three, and my quotes next week. I'll be back. But the contribution we can give you is that wherever the soles of your feet touch, you claim for the kingdom of God. It says this in Joshua 1, Every place that the sole of your feet would tread upon, I have given you. Instead of going on a missions trip, I want us to be a church that says, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Amen? Uh, Go ahead and show that video, guys, a little bit of an essence of our trip to Rome. So here we are again uh, at a crossroads. We don't teach series and messages like this because you have itching ears. We're teaching you to build your faith in the fact that you can be on mission. You can go with us to Italy. You can go with us. We're not taking you to Pakistan. That's nuts. But uh, we can take you to the Philippines or or maybe in Mexico. But listen to me: the mission's wherever your feet touch. So if you're a Christian in here, I want you to be stirred in your heart to be on mission, to help build God's kingdom. We're not trying to build a big church here. I could care less. I want to build a big people. And when you build a big people, we can take ground for the kingdom like never before. And if you're an unbeliever, in the sound of my voice, you're hearing about a church that is engaged with the love of God, sharing His goodness to people that you know what it's like in this world don't have it. So what I want to do is give you an opportunity with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you came into my auditorium today and you'd say, Pastor Joe, I need to engage in the mission. If that's you in this place with nobody looking around, strike that. I'm me. With every head raised and every eye open, if you are now ready to be engaged in the mission of God, lift your hand proudly not going to allow the Pakistani church to hide and for us to hide our hands. You're going to be engaged in God's mission. Lift your hand. Hallelujah. Remember this moment. Remember your brothers and sisters that worship the Lord earlier today in secret and you openly invite people into this kingdom. Okay. Kingdom business. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you came in here and you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus, Now's the time. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The only way to have a relationship with God is through his only son, Jesus. When you make him Lord, that relationship is strong enough to carry you through eternity. You will avoid a Christless hell. You'll have eternity in heaven. But that vibrant, eternal life can rush into your heart today. You don't have to be the walking dead. You can be alive on the inside. There's hope and peace and dreams and and life eternal. It can light up your whole world. Where is it found? It's on the other end of you stopping being the God over your own world, putting him in control as Lord. We're going to pray. If you mean it, you'll be saved. Church, I want you to pray this with those people praying it. I want you to say it as a declaration of your faith and in support of them. Pray with me out loud. Pray, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross in my place for my sin so I could be forgiven. You raised him from the dead. This I believe. So with my heart and with these words, I confess, Jesus Christ is my Lord. I surrender now. Jesus, I call on you. Come into my life. Forgive my sin. Put your spirit within me. I receive all that you have for me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for making all things new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give it up for those people that accepted Christ. Come on, somebody. I'm sorry that I held you over, but... They would worship for three hours before we came in Pakistan, and so kind of don't care. Uh, (laughs) I love you. Everywhere that I went, you were with me. You didn't even know that you went. And it's the seed into the great things God will do in the future, amen? The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And as you go, Love you guys.
0: We hope that you were encouraged and brought closer to God during this message. You can listen to any of our past messages and series either on this podcast or on newchapel.com slash watch. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram to stay up to date on everything happening here
1: at New Chapel.